0: Hey, Ask Pickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have been procrastinating. I am always really good about having things prepared for my team ahead of time. That's one thing I can say (laughs) with a lot of confidence that my team is never waiting on me for something, especially the way podcast episodes work. There's, There's a lot of moving parts and people rely on me to get things to them so that they have enough time to make this podcast great for all of you and i am i can i can pretty confidently say i'm never behind and if i am behind i know i will be behind and they always get a heads up somebody has a problem with control party of 1 so Today is Monday. It's two days before this podcast is set to release. And I get an email from Emily, who's my main, my main gal here over on Team YKAL. And she says, I haven't seen anything come through for Wednesday's podcast for episode 183. And I was like, How could that possibly be? <laughs> How is this possible, Em? So I look, and sure enough, I have not recorded the podcast. I have not sent it over for editing. I have not none of that. And I replied in all caps, holy shit, I will get it to you by the end of the day, which I will. And she's like, no problem. I mean, they're so great. they can They can turn that sucker around in like 2.2 seconds. But it's really unlike me. And now, as I was just saying a minute ago that I am never behind, I wonder if this is my own kind of self-sabotaging, upper limit problem shit that I've been dealing with a lot over the last few months that I will I will talk about more in February podcast episodes. I have some good stuff cooking up for y'all. And subconsciously, completely drop the ball on it. <laughs> because here's the thing. I am going to spend this episode talking to you about what is actually in my book. And of course, giving you some nuggets to walk away with. And also what I had planned for this podcast. And I thought of this a while back, I was having a conversation with my friend, Lori Harder, and I was being interviewed for her podcast, which is going to come out in a a few weeks over there on her podcast. And I had told, I don't even remember what we were talking about. And I had told her that one of the things that I really want to do is do spoken word poetry, basically like reading poetry out loud to other people. I've talked about it one other time on the podcast many, many moons ago. And Lori was like, oh my God, me too. Like we had this holy shit moment of, of it's, it's the same thing that, that she and I have both been thinking about and, and sort of trying to create in our lives. And it's scary. It's the scariest thing I've done in a long time. Personally, it's one thing as a writer, it's one thing for me to write things and, put them out into the world. For me, writing is my art and it's so much easier to write it all out, whether it's a blog post, whether it's a poem, whether it's a book and say, here you go, go read this. And then I don't want to talk about it to anybody. I think that's why a lot of people become writers (laughs) because we like to hide because like here, it's like, here's my heart. Let me crack it open for you to see. And then I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) I don't want any feedback. So to actually read it out loud to other people, I felt like, oh my God, this is coming from my throat chakra. This is a whole different experience. And yes, Lori agreed with me. I was talking to one of my other friends who's an artist. She's a stage performer, Christina Dunbar. She was on the podcast a while back. And I I emailed her and I'm like, why is this so different? Why am I so afraid to do this? And she's like, it is a whole different experience to express your art in a completely different format in a whole new medium. It's like you're starting from scratch almost. So yes, uh, it is completely scary, and I'm getting to why I'm talking about that in a minute. When I was at my training in 2014 with Brene Brown senior faculty, getting trained and certified under the Daring Way, one of the things that we had to do was a creative project, and They're really asking us to step out of our comfort zone with that. It's not mandatory, but of course they're asking us that because we're learning about vulnerability and courage and shame and all of these scary things. So on the second day, I think it was the second day, maybe it was the third day. I can't remember that all those days ran together. There were five total. We were to present our creative project in front of our small group, and there were 12 of us. And I wrote a spoken word poem. And the, the hard part about that too, is that you had one night to do it and then you were going to present it the next morning. You didn't have a lot of time to edit and make it beautiful and perfect. That's kind of the whole point. And I had to do it in front of these people whom I kind of trusted, but not totally. And then there was like this weird moment where I made eye contact with one of the girls and she looked away very quickly. And I was like, oh my God, get out. Abort mission. <laughs> It's unsafe. So it's just, it's, it's scary to do these things. So why am I telling you all of this? I wrote a poem several weeks ago. I was thinking about all of you and I was thinking about the community of your kick-ass life and how much I love everyone and how proud I am when I get emails from those of you who are putting things into work in your life or who tell me your podcast has helped me so much and I implemented such and such and your first book totally changed my life and that I, I can't I can't put into words how that makes me feel and also my clients my private clients do such magnificent work and and I'm very close to them and I see that you know right in front of my face them doing these magnificent things in their lives so I sat down and I wrote a poem about it which the writing of the poem is totally not a big deal. Like I can, I can pound that out and I'm like, and then I read it back. I'm like, that was pretty good. But then it just sits, you guys, I have this whole Google folder full of poems and I read some of them and I'm like, that's, that's pretty good. You know, and It's it takes a lot, I think, for me to say that. I think as women, we have a hard time really leaning into our work and being able to admit that we think it's good. And I've always said, (laughs) my friends just like chastise me for this. I've said I'm a self help writer. That's what I write. I write self help, and anyone can do that. Like that's like not a big deal. That's imposter complex, by the way. We'll talk about that more. Tanya Geisler is coming on the podcast, and we have a whole thing about that. And I keep I kept saying I'm not a memoirist, and I'm not a poet. Two things that I desperately want to be, you know, I look at other people like Cheryl Strayed and Glennon Doyle and, and and then I'm like, they're memoirists. They can kill it in the memoir genre. I write self-help. <laughs> this is safe for me. This is what I can do. How often are you doing that in your life where you are comfortable where you are and you see something over there that you wanna do or you see someone else doing it and you're like, maybe I can, maybe I could, maybe I could, I no, 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 that's for you. That's for other people over there. That's what I have been doing when it comes to poetry. And when it comes to writing a memoir, which are two very similar things, let's be honest. So I've been writing all these poems. I wrote a lot of poems right after my dad died, which those are kind of even hard to read, but those are like, whoa, (laughs) who wrote that? Very dark and sad and and full of sorrow. That's the best word I can use to describe. They are just sorrowful. And then I wrote this other poem and I was like, this isn't half bad. So I'm going to read that to you. I have no idea how long I've been stalling. (laughs) How many minutes has it been (laughs) that I've been stalling reading this poem? Anyway, and a big shout out and thank you to Lori Harder who went on her podcast and just busted out a poem and read it. And that was like her whole podcast. I was like, damn girl, that was good. So I'm following suit and I am really walking my talk. And if it were any of you who said that you wrote this poem and you've been thinking about, you know, presenting it as an audio or video on your blog or on your Facebook page or on Instagram, I'd be like, girl, when are you going to do it? And how am I going to know? Like, that's exactly what I would say. And so I am doing that to myself. I am not going to sabotage myself. I'm going to read you this poem because I wrote it for you. I wrote it for you listening, you, and I hope you like it. So here it goes. You are magnificent. You, woman listening to these words, stop what you are doing and let that sink in. No matter what your inner voice tells you, no matter what the magazines say, no matter what our culture twists us to believe, you are magnificent. When a woman finally realizes this, it's like seeing two lovers embrace each other at an airport, it being too unbearably long that they have converged. Your unembraced magnificence is waiting patiently for you. It will wait as long as it needs to, whispering quiet invitations to your life. Will you stop and listen? If you pause long enough, you can hear it calling you, breathless storms of light beckoning you home, home being that place of magnificence, your magnificence. You, dear woman, hold more power than you know. Maybe you've caught glimpses of it and it scared you. Maybe you've let it out and someone else squashed it in their own fear. Maybe you can feel it but deny it. Maybe you've destroyed it before it could even rise up. Please, I beg you, walk towards it. It won't hurt you. It is you. You are magnificent. Okay. So that was straight up and down terrifying. My palms were sweating <laughs> and I'm here by myself with my dog. Oh, I just care a lot about y'all and this work and just this community. I really, really care. And I, you know, I think that it, it goes without saying that and this is what I talk about in the book too, is that we all still care about what people think of us. We do. It's part, I, I, I don't know the science behind this, but I do believe that we have a biological part of us that needs to be accepted by the people that we care about and by our community. So of course, you know, and anyway, I have a lot to say about that. It's all in the book, but it matters. And I think that I don't want anyone to think that we get to a place where we just don't give a fuck you know, and I, especially when it comes to your art, it matters. So if you liked that, I would love to hear about it. If you hated or thought it was dumb, please don't tell me. (laughs) I don't know if my heart right now can take it. It's, that's my first time. That's my first time actually saying it out loud. And I, Well, no, that would be my second time because my first time was at that training. That was the first time I had ever, that was the very first time ever. And that was three years ago, three and a half years ago. So this is the first time I've done this ever to you all. I have 180 something podcast episodes and I've never read one of my poems out loud. I think I may have like emailed a couple of them to my really close friends. You know, the friends that I knew were going to be like, that's amazing. Even if they didn't think it was amazing. So there's that. thanks for holding the space for me and listening. And thank you, thank you, thank you for that. So I'm going to shift gears and talk to you about what the heck is this book about? Why did I write it? Why do I feel like this is so important? What are the topics in the book? What is going to be covered? What's coming up? And then if you stick around at the end, I'm going to talk about I'm going to tell you which cities I'm going to for my book tour. I'm going to do signings and Q&As and readings, and maybe I'll even read a poem. That would be fun. If somebody's in the audience, say, read a poem. And then I have to, because then I know you listen to the podcast. So I will go over that at the very end. But for now, let's move into what I actually came here to talk about. All right. The first thing that I wanted to to talk to you about is that I know a lot of you have read my first book, 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life, that came out at the very end of 2013, December of 2013 to be exact. And I feel that, so for those of you that have not read my book, that book was basically 52 sort of wisdom nuggets, all kinds of different personal development topics that I touched on. Each chapter was only about 800 850 words. So there was just a couple of pages. And I did go kind of deep in some of the chapters, but I think for the most part, I I call it like it was a little bit more on the surface of personal development, just like kind of quick little tools, tips, and strategies for living your kick ass life. That's what I wanted it to be. This book, I feel like definitely shows my maturity in my personal development journey. And goes a layer deeper. And the concept was actually born from, again, when I went to my training uh, and was certified. The work is called The Daring Way. And Brene Brown, for those of you that don't know her, she is a researcher who has spent her professional life studying shame and vulnerability and courage and authenticity, among other topics. Those are the main ones. And in the part of the, this program is she talks about something which she has called armor. These are the behaviors that every person does that we do in order to try and protect ourselves from criticism, from rejection, from failure, from shame, really. And again, all of us do these behaviors I don't think there's a person alive who doesn't do these behaviors. And before I move forward, I want to say this book is not about here are all the things you're doing wrong, everybody, because that just feels like shit. Like I ugh. I mean, I think in the end it's helpful, but it just feels kind of gross. And I, I wanted to make it clear from the beginning and in the introduction, I talk about this, that it's not about telling you all the things you're doing wrong. It's about, hey, here are the things that we all do. These are the things that we have learned in our lives of how to cope. These are our coping mechanisms, right? Perfectionism, numbing out, isolating. <laughs> we all do these in effort to cope with life, control, imposter complex. Like It just is how we try to protect ourselves and stay safe. The byproduct, you know, the unintended side effect is that it feels like shit. This is what I would say to I would say this in my classes. I would probably said it here on the podcast many times. I've said it to my clients. These are the things that we do that we think are helping us, but in the end are making us feel like shit. Hence the title. I just couldn't imagine calling this book anything else except that. And one, this book is about normalizing all of these behaviors. Two, it's about you realizing when you are doing them so fast that you realize it hopefully within a few minutes, that, that's a huge win because most of us just, they're like in the background of our life. It's just, yeah, I get up in the morning and I brush my teeth and I go pee and I make coffee and I have some breakfast, do a little people pleasing, go to work, there's perfectionism and control, come home, numbing out and isolating. Like it just becomes part of our life. And I want you to know quickly when you're doing it so that you can have tools to, what I say, get out in front of it, and choose other behaviors. I'm very transparent in the book about how I still do some of these behaviors. My dad died in the middle of me writing this book, so you bet your ass I fell back on some of those behaviors. I numbed out, I isolated and hid out for a little while, I blamed, there you know it just I knew I was doing it though, and I had to go clean up some messes afterwards, but that's what I want the win to be from you reading and understanding this book, is not to feel worse about yourself that you're doing these things. Is to to It's like a me too, I do it too, raise your hand over here, so that we can have better coping skills, so that we can live better lives, so that we can feel more proud of who we are at the end of the day. Before we move on, I'm going to read to you the juicy table of contents, but first a quick word about one of my favorite sponsors, BarkBox. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I spend all day here at YKAL headquarters with my beloved German short haired pointer, Giselle. Recently, the people over at Barkbox sent us a box to try, and we're dying over what was in it. Every month, Barkbox paw picks all the best all natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Barkbox is a great way to try a variety of treats and toys from local and small businesses that you may not otherwise be able to find. Scouts honor, if your dog does not like something in the box, they'll send you something your dog will love. For free, because they're all about dog happiness. Personally, my dog is obsessed with her squeaker sloth toy from our last box. And y'all, these are amazing holiday gifts to give those dog owners in your life, things that you don't know what to get the actual person. So it's perfect. I know my clients will be getting these. Spoiler for any one of my clients who are listening. For a free extra month of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com forward slash Y-K-A-L when you subscribe for a six or 12 month plan. <laughs> I want to read for you the table of contents because I think it's going to explain a lot of it. My friend, Jenny Blake got an advanced reader copy and said, the table of contents alone deserves a standing ovation. And Jenny is someone I have known for a long time and respect her so much. And I was so happy to hear that. All right. Chapter one, being an asshole to yourself, learn to manage your inner critic. Chapter two, go away and leave me alone. Isolating and hiding out isn't protecting you. Chapter three, checking out. Are your numbing mechanisms still working for you? Chapter 4, Compare and Despair, The Never-Ending Mindfuck. Chapter 5, The Demolition Derby of Your Life, Self-Sabotage. Chapter 6, Feeling Like a Fraud, The Imposter Complex. Chapter 7, The Dog and Pony Show, People-Pleasing and Approval-Seeking. Chapter 8, Perfectionism Prison, Self-Destruction at Its Finest. Chapter nine, being strong, the elusive, tough exterior. Boy, did I have fun writing that chapter. That was one of my favorites to write. The opening line of that chapter, which we actually edited it out, but my first rough draft, I said something to the effect of, if being strong were a house, I'd like to throw a brick through the window and set that motherfucker on fire. The whole concept of being strong just gets me all fired up. All right. Chapter nine, being strong, the elusive, tough exterior. Chapter 10, just let me do it. Start letting go of control. Chapter 11, The Sky Is Falling, Bracing Yourself for Catastrophe. 12, The Blame Game, Your Ticket to Disconnection. Chapter 13, Zero Fucks Mentality, Cynicism on Steroids. Chapter 14, Nobody Likes a Slacker, The Downside of Overachieving. And Chapter 15, Values, Your Roadmap. Chapter 16, What I Know to Be True. I actually, maybe some of you follow me on Instagram and I was talking about, or I was showing you in my Instagram stories, how I went to go read the book for the audio version, which is also coming out very soon. If you would rather listen to it on audiobook, I'm a big fan of audiobooks these days too, but I've read the entire book from start to finish, obviously out loud when I'm reading this for the audiobook. And I was like, this book is pretty good, you guys. Like, <laughs> I'm really proud of it. And that's so good because that would suck if I was like, oh my God, it's terrible. It's coming out. <laughs> But I, of course, I have to thank editors and, and people like that, but I, I'm so happy to have this come out and have it be such a great next step for my first book. You don't have to have read my first book in order to read this one, but I think it's such a great next step, and I know that many of you are hungry for it and ready for it, and I thank you a million times over for that. Let me tell you about what this book has to do with shame, because I don't know if I talk about shame you know, on a very deep level on the podcast a whole lot, but... This book has a lot to do with shame. And the reason being, when you are participating in any of those behaviors that I just read— you are avoiding, you're trying to avoid shame. Nobody likes to be in shame. Nobody enjoys like, oh, here it comes. Great, can't wait. So we do, unconsciously, we do whatever we can in order to avoid it. That is the birthplace of perfectionism and the inner critic and all of those things that I just read you, people-pleasing, isolating and hiding out, numbing out. When we are participating in any of those, we are allowing shame to run our life. So how do you do different? How do you not do that? Well, shame is inevitable. If someone is selling you something where they're like, you know, avoid shame in your life, or like, I just can't with that. You can't. It's, it's a part, it's a, a normal human emotion and experience that we all will feel sooner or later in our lives. What I think the win is, is when you know when it is in the driver's seat of your life. If you are regularly participating in all of those behaviors and it is a common coping mechanism and you don't know any other way to be, shame is running your life. And once you understand that, once you are aware of what all of those behaviors look like in your life, you can choose something else. Is it easy? No. It's not. (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. That's what the values chapter is about. If you guys get the book and you want to jump to chapter 15, I think it is, go ahead. You can actually jump to any chapter you want and read. But that chapter is all about knowing what to do instead of perfectionism, people pleasing control, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because I mean, I'm not just going to throw you out there flying blind. You have to know what your map is, you know, what your sort of North Star is. And values isn't about, if you've taken probably most classes with me, especially if you've taken some of the bigger ones, like the masterclass, or if you've worked with me privately, you definitely have done this. We don't just write down what your values are. You know, if you have a value around integrity and authenticity, that's fantastic. What I want to know is what does that look like in your everyday life? When stuff happens at work, when you are when you get a bad review and it's something, somebody throws you under the bus and it's totally unfair, how are you going, how are your values going to light, light the way, light the path for you? If you get into an argument with your partner, how do you want to show up in that? Are you going to jump to blame? Are you going to try to people-please your way out of it. Because that never feels good, right? That actually ends up feeling like shit. And sometimes that's like our quick knee-jerk reaction. I still do it too sometimes. And then I'm halfway in and I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) God damn it. Here I am again. And then there's just this, it's it's massive self-awareness. My editor, when she first read the manuscript, she goes, oh, this is a book all about self-awareness. This is massive self-awareness. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it is. And that's what I want for you. I want you to know when you are doing these things so that you can choose other behaviors that feel so much better to you. So that's one of the solutions that I talk a lot about in the book is the values. And the other main solution, spoiler alert, is about your community and having people in your life that you trust. That you trust. I talk a lot about trust in the book and what that actually looks like and how to have it. And I talk a lot about that in the isolating and hiding out, but that's kind of the general theme throughout the entire book is having a community and nurturing that community, because I think we just all sit and hope that it's going to fall into our lap. So many of you listening, I know have been in friendships and relationships where you've been hurt. And I mean, myself included, you know, I even 10 years ago found myself in a place where I said, people are unsafe. I do not trust anyone at all period. I walled up like you wouldn't believe. And that was it. That was going to be it for me. And it's taken a lot of therapy. It's taken a lot of self-help books. It's taken a lot of my own work to slowly chip away at that and gather evidence that some people can be trusted. And that when we do get hurt, because I think, you know, Amy, my best friend sent me a meme that was a quote from Bob Marley. and, And it said, the truth is everyone is going to hurt you. You just got to find the ones worth suffering for. And I love that. And it's true. You won't ever be in a relationship where there is no hurt at all. There is no tiny things that, that hurt your feelings or you take things the wrong way or there's misunderstandings, et cetera, et cetera. It's about also learning how to move through that and to have healthy communication around it. Talk about that in the book too. There's a whole step-by-step process about hard conversations and boundaries because those have been some hard lessons. So that's all I'm going to say about the book because I want you to read it. I want you to read it for yourself and tell me what you think. I have a really big bonus that you might've heard about already on the podcast that I would love for you to be a part of. There is a book club that I'm getting together with y'all. Anyone who buys the book before January 22nd, it would be the most helpful if you bought it before January 2nd. And we are starting a book club that is for people reading this book and I am going to host it. I am going to guide you through it and I don't want you to buy this book and not read it at all and you know keep putting it off because I think also what happens is we're afraid, we're afraid of change and if you're not ready yet then you're not ready yet. I still invite you to the book club to kind of see what it's all about. Maybe you'll gain One or two things that you really need at the moment. And then you can always have this book to go back to. But for those of you who are really, who just love self help books, who really like me, thank you. I am so excited to take you all through this book club. It's going to be four weeks long. We're going to cover every single chapter. You get PDF worksheets for each and every chapter. We're going to have discussions. I will answer your questions. There's going to be prizes given away for people that participate. And you can get that over at yourkickasslife.com forward slash H-T-S-F-L-S. There's a link to buy the book. And then you need to go back to that page because there's another link that will get you to sign up for the class. So the show notes has all of the links that I'm about to talk to you about. I'm going to talk to you about a few of them. So if you purchase before then and you sign up for the bonuses, which is in that link that I just sent you, on that thank you page is information about how to be entered to win any of these prizes. And it's basically just sharing it on social media. There's several different things that you can do really easy. You just a few clicks and you're entered to win. The more you share it, the more time you're entered to win the prizes. There are a couple of gift cards that I'm giving away. I'm giving away free private sessions with me. And I'm also giving away, I say that like everyone would want it. (laughs) That's egotistical, Andrea. (laughs) Isn't that the best thing you've ever heard in your life? People are like, I'd rather have the gift card. Thanks anyway. No, but maybe there's some of you who would love to have a one-on-one private session with me. That's going to be some prizes and as well as some of our amazing sponsors, Jen from Xena Moon Candles. I purchased her candles for most of my clients. I love her courage candle so much. She's going to give one of those away. Knock Knock Journals is another one of our sponsors. Mantra Band, five-minute journal. I'm also giving away signed copies of both of my books. You will see all of the prizes over there. And that drawing will happen live on my Your Kick-Ass Life Facebook page on the evening of January 2nd. My son is gonna be with me. We are gonna be in New York City then. And we're gonna be on Facebook Live and he's gonna be helping me out with that drawing. That's gonna be really fun. And then a lot of you have asked how else you can help with this project. And again, all of these links are going to be over in the show notes. You can share Maybe you're not interested in doing the drawing. That's fine too. But you can share my book trailer video that if you haven't seen it, it's pretty damn good. I must say it's pretty damn good. It's over on the show notes page. If you want to just go and check that out on YouTube or my Facebook page. And if you have your own podcast and you want to have me as a guest, Let us know. Please just hit reply to one of the emails or use the contact form on the website and we'll see if it's a great fit. You can also tell your friends about it. That would be so incredibly helpful. And last, you can come and see me. The schedule for all of those book events. Is again in the show notes page. And I'm just gonna kind of quickly rattle off where I'm going. First up is New York City. Very excited about that. The book event is on January 6th, the evening of January 6th. At the time of this recording, we are still nailing down a bookstore. Please keep me in your prayers for that. <laughs> That's a long story. <laughs> but we are gonna find ourselves a bookstore to have that. That's gonna be somewhere in Manhattan, quite possibly Brooklyn. I am also, at, right after that, going to go to Chicago at a awesome bookstore called Women and Children First. That is January 12th. Also, for both of those cities, New York and Chicago, I am doing three-hour workshops that are separate from the book event. So if you want to come and with a very small group of women, I'm thinking five or six women, we are going to sit down and do the work. Those links are in the show notes. There's only a handful of spots left for both of those workshops, New York and Chicago. So if you want in, make sure you sign up like today. And then I am off to San Diego, My hometown, where it's gonna be a lot of people that I know, which is both exciting and terrifying at the same time, that's gonna be um, Mira Mesa Barnes & Noble on January 19th. And then from there, I fly to Portland, Oregon, where we are going to be at Annie Bloom's bookstore on the evening of January 22nd, and that is a Monday. And then I go home. And on January 25th, I will be at the Greensboro Barnes and Noble at the Friendly Center. So that's going to be fun because that's where I live. So thank you so much for being here today. I am always so grateful for your time and for your support. And again, I ask you if I have ever entertained you, if I have ever made you stop and think critically about your life, if I have ever given you any kind of wisdom nugget, I would so love if you bought this book. I think it's only like 12 bucks. (laughs) It's in paperback on amazon or in bookstores on january 2nd thank you again so much for being here ass kickers i will see you next week and until next time i'll see you out in cyberspace (laughs) bye-bye